0: Hi everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Today is Thursday, October 24th, and our devotion is extending dignity. So we're going to be going over some sensitive issues or the sensitive topic of slavery. Is it right? Is it wrong? But I think the context of our whole discussion today really is the treatment of people. It's the treatment of other people, and more specifically, it's the treatment of the poor. How should we treat the poor among us? Even in the New Testament, in the teachings of Jesus Christ in the Gospels, he gave very precise instructions to his disciples on how they should treat the poor. We feed the poor, we take care of the poor, we bring healing to the poor, we extend to them great dignity and respect. And this teaching of Christ is not only um, In the Bible in the New Testament, this teaching is in the Old Testament, and God gives precise instructions to His people how they should treat the poor within and treat the poor without. So without further ado, let's turn in our Bibles to Leviticus 25, and we'll be reading starting at verse 39.
1: LEVITICUS CHAPTER 25, VERSES 39 THROUGH 55. IF ANY OF YOUR FELLOW ISRAELITES BECOME POOR AND SELL THEMSELVES TO YOU, DO NOT MAKE THEM WORK AS SLAVES. THEY ARE TO BE TREATED AS HIRED WORKERS OR TEMPORARY RESIDENTS AMONG YOU. THEY ARE TO WORK FOR YOU UNTIL THE YEAR OF JUBILEE. THEN THEY AND THEIR CHILDREN ARE TO BE RELEASED, AND THEY WILL GO BACK TO THEIR OWN CLANS AND TO THE PROPERTY OF THEIR ANCESTORS. Because the Israelites are my servants, whom I brought out of Egypt, they must not be sold as slaves. Do not rule over them ruthlessly, but fear your God. Your male and female slaves are to come from the nations around you. From them you may buy slaves. You may also buy some of the temporary residents living among you and members of their clans born in your country, and they will become your property. You can bequeath them to your children as inherited property and can make them slaves for life, but you must not rule over your fellow Israelites ruthlessly. If a foreigner residing among you becomes rich and any of your fellow Israelites become poor and sell themselves to the foreigner or to a member of the foreigner's clan, they retain the right of redemption after they have sold themselves. One of their relatives may redeem them an uncle or a cousin, or any blood relative in their clan may redeem them. Or if they prosper, they may redeem themselves. They and their buyer are to count the time from the year they sold themselves up to the year of Jubilee. The price for their release is to be based on the rate paid to a hired worker for that number of years. If many years remain, they must pay for their redemption a larger share of the price paid for them. If only a few years remain, Until the year of Jubilee, they are to compute that and pay for their redemption accordingly. They are to be treated as workers hired from year to year. You must see to it that those to whom they owe service do not rule over them ruthlessly. Even if someone is not redeemed in any of these ways, they and their children are to be released in the year of Jubilee. For the Israelites belong to me as servants. They are my servants whom I brought out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God.
0: Today we're dealing with the sensitive subject of slavery. Is it right or is it wrong? What does God have to say? What does the Bible have to say about slavery? Well, let's start off at the beginning. Some people would say that slavery actually started in the Middle East. And the Bible is an ancient book and it deals with the life and culture in the Middle East. And there was slavery in the Middle East. I mean, the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And slavery now, as we look back on history, is a dark stain. Even here in America, it's a dark stain on American history, the type of slavery that went on here. And it wasn't only, you know, people brought from Africa that were slaves. There were actually Europeans that came to America as indentured servants, whites. They came to this country, someone would purchase their ticket to come to this country, but they would have to be indentured servants, almost like a slave. So as we read through Leviticus 25, God goes over precise instructions about the Jewish people and how they are to deal with slavery. Number one, they used to be slaves and God set them free. So, God made a standard. God laid down the law that they would never ever be slaves again. Okay? And one of the things that happens in society, in any society, is sometimes people run into, you know, financial difficulties. And in those days, when you were poor or you didn't have enough money, you would sell yourself into slavery. Not forever for 5 years, for 10 years, for 15 years, so you could pay off your debts and then you would be free again. So the standard that God made for the people of Israel is that that was not allowed for the Jewish people. The people of God were not allowed to sell themselves into slavery again. And if they had to work off a debt and work for somebody, God made the standard or the rule the employer or the master could not treat them like a slave he had to treat them with respect and with dignity he had to treat them like a hired worker so the jewish people were not allowed by god to enter into any kind of slavery arrangement and then what is difficult to read difficult to understand for some folks is that in the old testament in leviticus in the law god did allow the people to buy slaves from other nations okay so some people would say why didn't god outlaw this why didn't god tell them not to do it you know and the answer is that this was something that was very common in that culture okay a lot of the folks it was part of the economy a lot of the folks would enter into these slavery arrangements but what god gave his people were the precise rules and instructions not to treat even the foreign slaves in a ruthless and a mean and brutal way, but to also extend to them dignity and respect. And uh, the most important thing in this chapter that's brought up is this thing called the Year of Jubilee. So if a Jewish person was poor and they had to pay off debts and they entered into this arrangement where they were a hired servant almost like a slave but not really that on the 50th year right this would be the seven cycles of seven Sabbaths the 49th the 50th year okay that all so-called slaves or hired workers would be set free okay not only the hired workers but the prisoners and that all the land that was bought and sold and resold had to return to the original owners. So many theologians and Bible scholars believe that the reason this happened every 50 years, that everything returned to the original owner, all the debts were paid off, all the prisoners and slaves or hard workers were set free, was so that all the land could return to the original 12 tribes. Because what would happen over time is a cousin would sell it to a cousin, A cousin would sell it to the neighbor. A neighbor would sell it to a friend. A friend would sell it to a foreigner. And before you know it, the 12 tribes, the land of the 12 tribes, wouldn't even belong to anyone in the 12 tribes anymore. So God made this rule for all the land to go back to the original owners because God wanted to keep everything the same and preserve his covenant and preserve his legacy And preserve his people and then the third thing I wanted to mention today is the spiritual application for you and me today is that our year of Jubilee is Jesus Christ our year of Jubilee is every day our year of Jubilee is right now that Jesus Christ has set us free from every debt from every sin if we have been a slave or addicted to something, or distracted by something, that this right now is our year of Jubilee, and Christ has set us free. Let's close. You know, as we close in prayer, it's important to keep in note. How God is reminding us today that we're not slaves and He doesn't want us to be slaves. He doesn't want us to be slaves to our credit card. He doesn't want us to be slaves to our employer. And most importantly, God does not want us to be slaves to sin, to any kind of addiction. Okay, We are God's property. We belong to Him. We don't belong to anybody or anything else. And I know you're saying amen to that. Uh, so let's pray that these uh, principles would be real and that we, we would be aware of it and that we would walk in it. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father God, you purchased us uh, through the blood of the Lamb and you per- purchased us, Lord God, through the death of your son, Jesus Christ. And Father God, today we acknowledge that you bought us uh, through this precious ransom of Christ's blood and we belong to you. We are your property. So, Father God, we rebuke any slavery, we reject any slavery. If we have been enslaved to a credit card or to a habit or to an addiction or to another person, we are your slaves, God. We are your servants. We are your friends. We are your children. And, Father God, may we walk in that truth. May we walk in that freedom every day, starting right now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. i uh-huh.